The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, this is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Advocate Healthcare, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Good evening, everybody, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas this week. We have the Bears Coaches Show rolling out here from PNC Studios at Hallis Hall with head coach Matt Nagy. I'm Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight looking back at the 26-3 loss to the Chiefs. We had you on the postgame show yesterday, right the raw feeling after the game. And I even, I even said I, I never heard you as down uh, does it still feel that way or having time to collect your thoughts and look at the tape again where you at yeah no it's uh you know it's a it's a tough um it's a tough feeling that you get just because you know deep down inside that all these these guys these players these coaches um you know we all care so much and when you see that out there and the way that that game went yesterday um, you know, you you might not necessarily feel that or or, wit, or observe that, but that's the hard part is is that we know that that we can play better. The word sloppiness was used, um, you know, lack of details, et cetera. But that's that's from everybody. That's just not on on the players. That's all of us. And so that's the part that I think is the biggest um, uh, observation for us is how do we get better in that regards. And so uh, that's what we're locked in on. And there is a frustration to it, but. Uh, we got to use it to get better. And how do you balance what you're looking for, obviously, with what you're hoping to get in the end result? With all that said, right? You know, well, I mean, <clears throat> really, to me, it comes down to it. It's a pride thing, and so you're in this situation. And realistically speaking, when you talk about okay, hey, you can't make the playoffs. When that's said, um, now the big challenge is is making sure that everybody understands that, regardless of that, knowing that we can't make the playoffs. Um, how are we going to react to that, and how are we going to play as a team with the pride? And and so now against a good football team that that has good players and, and good coaching. So um, you know just to kind of hang around ten to ten to zero, and then have a couple things go on, and before you know it, you know it's uh, it's just not going real well. Um, it, that's that was where after the game you can feel it wasn't just me as everybody, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. so um, but. Woke up this morning, got to watch the tape. You see it, and uh, it's about solutions and answers. And we just know we got to be a lot better. Yeah, you also mentioned focus, um, and but at times this year that focus hasn't been consistent. Mm-hmm. Too is that a, is that a worry for you? And is that more? I mean, you'll know where and why. But I mean, how do you frame that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the 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 focus is um, something that happens all week long and the preparation so that when you get in the game, um, you're all, you're already locked in, you're already focused, you understand each and every play and the significance of it and how one one play can change a game, whether you hit it or miss it. And uh, so we've learned a lot this year in so many different ways, and I know it's really hard right now for all of us to understand that part, um, but the motivation part of this feeling that we have is uh, is it's just – it's uh, it's tough. It's sickening to know that we're not playing in the playoffs, and uh, so what's going to happen is is we're going to um, do everything we can this coming week here against Minnesota uh, to win the football game, and then and and move on from there. And it's about uh, getting better, finding solutions. You know, we've gotten to know you here the last couple of years in a in a professional level, but even on a private side, I just know how I just feel it every time I talk to you whether it's on a microphone how competitive you are mm-hmm. 
and that's the quarterback in you. That's the mm-hmm. the, the the Pennsylvania uh, East Coast side of you. Um, is there a way to explain it to the fan base and maybe to your own team just how competitive you are and how riled up you are about this? Well, I would just say this. I, I know this. I know being a, an East Coast guy, I'm from Pennsylvania, but coming out here in the Midwest and, and seeing um, the fans out here in Chicago and how passionate and hungry everyone is for for wins and to to, to get to that uh, that big game, we understand that. And, and I think it's important, the message from our organization, from our team, from our players, our coaches, is, is for everybody to understand what that means to us and how we're, we're, this is, you know, it is unacceptable and it is something that we take, uh, you know, into account of understanding that we got to be a lot better. And I think that's what's going to be interesting here is uh, when we do get to the end of the season, um, we're all going to reflect and do everything in our power to make sure that we get this thing turned around. And I think that's the part where we got to use this year and what happened. And that's the competitive side. If you're not competitive and you don't want to be a part of that, then, then get off the bus. You're either on the bus or you're off. And uh, that's, that's, that's the only way that, that we're going to do this thing. But, but I think you, you suspect that the greater number – is in that camp. Oh yeah. It, whether it Without be it. coaching staff, everybody. To the players, no, and that, to that's the, that's know. and there's yeah. the part that's frustrating is yeah. that you, when you know that you have that many guys that are on the bus, um, but you got to learn because you know what what we did this year um, isn't good enough, and that's not we didn't we didn't um, uh, reach our our standards that we have, and we know that okay, how do we refocus and what do we do different? You know, whether it's the off season, whether it's training camp, whether it's during the season, how we handle things. And uh, when, when the season does come to an end and I'm able to step back and take all this stuff into consideration, uh, I will do that. I know everybody else in the organization will do that. And that's what's going to be the exciting part is knowing that we're going to learn. We had one year, the first year, two years ago, that, that, or last year, that was uh, really good. It was, it, was, it was good for us. Now we had a tough year. You know, how do we respond from that? Yeah, the, the thing that, that you have no responsibility for is everything that came before you. And I think the frustration of the city and, and Bears fans that are as loyal as they are is there have been six playoff trips since right. 1992. Right. And you inherit that burden, so to speak, sure. when you're in it. Not that it translates in the locker room, but you can see the frustration. You could feel the frustration in the building. Right. right? No, absolutely. And again, as you as we and we we felt it last year when we were having a great year you could feel how how powerful it is and and the the energy and the support and all that and so um again uh even going back to to the training camps and just the off season and and just the support that you have that that's what that's what we want to get back and we know that that we can do that and and it's it's uh and we will do that And, and i always refer to these quiet moments so what was your quiet moment last night or this morning well, last night came quick. You know, just you know, you reflect on again the the why part. Uh, you get up early in the morning, you come in and and you watch you know all the tape and you see what you thought you saw. Uh, it, it gets kind of confirmed and and uh, so you, you take your notes and you understand it and you answer questions and uh, now here we are. Got to get ready for for Minnesota and we'll do that. Um, so it's just overall in general, just just uh, not good enough. Matt Nagy, our Coach's show here brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. We're at Hallis Hall at PNC Studios. The Bears Coach's Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues. Snap, Trubisky, handing off. 
Patterson with a burst inside the 15-yard line. They stand it up, rake the ball. He keeps moving the pile. Hits on the 10. Down to the 5. A power run by the big guy, receiver. 16 more yards. Not to be denied. And the Bears are first and goal at the Kansas City 5. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley Financial Advisors, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. You heard Cordero Patterson, uh, the, the the feisty one, when he gets the ball in his hands, refusing to go down. He's a load, and it's been proven over the course of the year, watching him on kick return and whatnot, and and just the, the general uh, inclusion in the offense. Uh, plays like that, doesn't that fuel your fire to make uh, more opportunities for him potentially next year down the road? It does. I think it's it. He just goes to show, you know, he's uh, he brings a lot of energy and juice. He has a lot of experience uh, in this league, and he's done a lot of good things from that backfield. Uh, not to mention outside as well. But you can see right there on that play, um, you know, the size that he has, the speed that he has, and then he has a couple guys wrapped around him. He's still getting a few more yards. So I love his energy. I love everything about him. I think he's a great addition for us, and I'm looking forward to using him more. Uh, you said you liked the effort, uh, so but you know the sloppiness of it all. Um, in terms of those things that were going south yesterday, uh, are there any that really get to you a little bit that you just gotta they gotta stop? Well, I think naturally you look at some of the the penalties yes. that go on. I think that's the first thing you look at, um, and and so you know there's our guys know you know what happened. And it's it's a tough call. Um, on the uh, on the lay hit on the rough in the passer, but you know it's a throwaway, and there's, you know I know Roy knows that in that situation again, if given an opportunity, he's not going to push him. In the, it, he's throwing it away, and so uh, it's a that's a good stop there by the defense that gets negated. Uh, and then you know we we had the off we third and four, we jump all sides, give him a free first down. Uh, we had the, obviously the the running into the kicker. Uh, had the penalties there at the end of the half on offense when we're trying to you know get down there for maybe steal three points with a field goal, so that's the sloppiness part. That's the undisciplined part, and our guys understand again that that's where you have to be able to eliminate those. And when you do that, you just never know what's going to happen the next play. Uh, so uh, we'll take we'll use all these, spin them into a positive, teach it to the guys, make sure they understand that, and then uh, make sure that we eliminate that moving forward. Are you feeling confident that some of the near misses, uh, whether it be the, I know a lot of folks are focusing on the the deep ball to A. Rob, but even you know first and goal at the five, yeah. um, do, do you feel that you can close the gap on less of those not getting executed and more as, yeah, as you move forward? I, I do because and of what you want to do and how you want it to be executed. Sure, um, I, I absolutely do. I know that we can be better down there. You know, you go back to the L.A. game and the the, the struggle that we had in inside the five goal to go. Uh, in that game, uh, and so when you get inside that five yard line, inside the ten yard line, uh, efficiency of touchdown efficiency is just so important. Um, and so that'll be something that we really hammer hard here in the off season and make sure that uh, we look at it from all different angles, whether it's scheme, whether it's personnel, um, conceptually what what you're doing, uh, you know, run pass, etc. What are defenses playing as well? Sometimes there's themes throughout the season. Where some defenses each year, you'll see trends where there's, you know, for instance, drop eight, where they're only rushing three and dropping eight guys. And it's hard to score versus that. Or maybe it's cover zero. They're blitzing everybody. So we'll look at all that. And the goal will be to be a lot better. Interesting. It just popped into my head. But could we see what you can maybe define as a draft, drastic reinvention of the offense? Well, you know, again, within your, nothing's within out, your yeah, mindset yeah, of the nothing, scheme. Nothing's ever out of, out of, uh, 
consideration for what we do here. You know, the players that we have, uh, we want to be able to, 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 you know, dial this offense in around the players. And it's, it's not just a, a simple sprinkle mix where it can just happen overnight. It takes a little bit of time and it does take some, some things to look into. But I think that we feel like, um, you know, we started getting more of an identity. Uh, I know it was a little bit of a struggle the last couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, we also know what this offense can be. And so that's what's important. We know the stress that it can put on people. And, and so we want to we want to make sure there's a balance between what it is and what it can be with with scheme and with personnel. Even yesterday, can you show your guys and say, hey, this is what this is the stress. It's obviously there's some components that the, the Bears don't have in some of those elite talented mm-hmm. players that are over there in Kansas City, you know, especially like a Travis Kelsey or the speed they have. But. The execution of it, you're never out. You know, third and eighteen, you're not. You're not out of it. You know, you 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 get a couple three and outs or whatever. Boom, we come right back. I mean, those are the types of things that you can show them that that offense is capable. Yeah, and they've seen it. And you know, shoot, you know, Jeff, they they saw it last year. I mean, you know, yeah. there were some things that we did last year with our own offense that I think was that that's the part that again, if you if you do get into the frustration, okay, where are we at as an offense this year? We know we're we're not where we want to be is the the why part you know knowing that we have a lot of the the same pieces and and so um uh but yes also with with Kansas City and with what they do that whole mix of everything and and uh we got to get it fixed Matt Nagy is here coming up we've got uh, Chris Tabor the special teams coordinator at the bottom of the hour and Bears fans head to Cabo this March with your favorite Bears players inside the Bears hosts Lawrence Greeden and Anthony Adams book your trip with Apple Vacations at applevacations.com slash bears to book before prices go up on December 27th. Now, more of the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Snap out of the gun. They hand it up. Here's Montgomery springing free, right 35, bouncing to the 30. Runs for the first down inside the 25 and out of bounds. Best run of the day for David Montgomery down near the 24 yard line of Kansas City. And a big chunk right there for David. Big run there by David Montgomery, uh, his rookie season. He was very honest as we continued the coaches show. Uh, before the game, we did an interview with him on our pregame show, and he was very honest about his own performance, not in the context of the team where he, he needs to be better, wants to be better, what he's learning, how great he wants to be. Mentioned uh, uh, Walter Payton and, you know, the, the never-die-easy type of mentality. And, uh, you know, with this kid, you tend to – you tend to believe what he's saying because of the fire he brings every day. He said he wants to get away for about a week and just collect his thoughts and just re- reset a little bit. Yeah, we, we had a talk last week uh, before practice, and I thought it was significant just listening to him reflect on the season, on on it being you know a little different than, than what he expected, not in a bad way, but you learn. And um, – We've we've talked we, him and I have talked about this thing being a marathon and and it's it's not going to happen overnight and there's got to be patience. I think probably there's one thing that David takes away from this year is that there needs to be a little bit of patience um, with with uh, with his playing style with with fitting in and how we do things and him learning this offense. So we were even joking around that hey when he comes into the OTAs and lines up in the huddle for the first time and runs a, you know, a couple run plays, a couple pass plays, how easy that's going to be for him to just line up and know, okay, hey, I've done this a hundred times in the past year. Uh, that's a significant step and he'll, he'll be able to, you'll, we'll be able to see more from him. The things that he's not as good at, 
he's already talking about being better at it and working all off season at that. So that's the type of player that we have, and that that's what fires you up as a coach. And and, and what might those be? Those little things that can make a difference for him well, at this point, the learning process. Yeah, it, it could be anything footwork wise. It could be something after you get a handoff. You know, your vision with where the blocks are, learning the scheme of the run concept and where the linemen are fitting and where you're cutting and. Uh, maybe it's a pass route uh, on what your footwork is on, on not so much the route, but seeing the defense and knowing when to make a certain cut on a certain play. And he's learning that. Whereas last year at this time when he was, or, you know, really in OTAs, he didn't know what he didn't know. Now he knows what to be better at and he's going to, he's going to work his tail off at it. And another guy that will, will be Mitchell Trubisky. So where do you begin with him? Yeah, again, just, uh, reflecting on on everything this year you know whether it's uh you know the 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 uh, physical challenge of where we were at offensively you know mentally we're just growing within this offense and being the best quarterback he can be you know it, it hasn't been easy but he's fought through it uh he's been challenged in so many different ways uh he's such a hard worker and he cares so much so it'll be really big to just uh you know he we just to keep growing and to understand the why parts and i think that's what we'll all do together and a lot of people are focusing on his deep ball actually but you know beyond 10 yards i think he's under 50 percent even if that elevated to a, a standard that even the average to above average passers get to and i don't know what that percentage is if at that percentage and you make one or two or more plays of those a game do you think that'll help elevate his own confidence, the own confidence in the offense and just how you guys execute and even how you call plays. Sure. It's just another this this is another year for him that he's been able to uh to understand the passing concepts, the progressions, see more defenses. I mean he's he's had a lot of different defenses thrown at him we have as an offense and so understanding when teams are showing one high and rolling back to two high or where where the blitzes come from, where, where to pick it up with protection. So I know he'll work his his uh his tail off to to be the best he can be and to improve in the areas that he needs to improve in. And uh, defensively, you know, everybody's going to talk about the takeaways, and and that is an annual roller coaster for almost every team. Uh, you know, obviously there have been times here in the Lovey Smith era that that's what they did, and it just happened all the time. But uh, there are a lot of reasons for it, and I get asked a lot about it too, and I don't have an answer because a lot of it's the bounce of the football too. There is, yeah, there is, there's that part. And then, you know, I know our, our defensive coaches stress it all the time, uh, understanding to punch the ball out to, to the peanut punch, right? And yeah. to go after the football and, and, uh, uh, sack fumbles is, is, you see a lot of that. And so for whatever reason, it just didn't happen as much this year, but we want to emphasize that the more you talk about it, the more you visualize it, the more it ends up happening. And that'll be a point of emphasis for us. All right. Quick look at the Vikings. Um, obviously they're playing tonight uh, against the Packers, uh, going up there. It was an, a heck of a performance by, by you guys last year. So, um, you know, it's the last game of the season. You'd like to leave on a, on a high note. Yeah, it would be. And, and I know they, you know, they play tonight and that'll be a big game for them. Um, but it's, it's always, uh, you know, it's a, it can get loud up there in Minnesota in that indoor and, uh, they'll be, they'll be ready to go. So the, the biggest thing is just us focusing on us yeah. having a great week of practice. And then we just gotta, we want to be able, like you said, we want to be able to go there and do everything we can to get that win. All right. This is our last show of the year. Uh, but really appreciate all of uh, the time you've given. I know your schedule is uh, 
tough to accommodate. So we re- really appreciate it. Thank you for your honesty and uh, your transparency all the time. You're, you're a, a stand-up guy when it comes to this stuff, win or lose. And uh, I know you've alluded to it. You feel you have you have a lot of the whys in your mind kind of formulated as the answers. And I think that's probably what we, what we should leave Bears fans with. You feel that way, don't you? I do. I really do, and I appreciate it. And I know, uh, you know, it, it's uh, like you said, we, we want to be able to have more of these where we're having some conversations after the wins, and that's that's what we're going to focus on. So I appreciate, uh, you know, you throughout this, and, and uh, let's go get better. Absolutely. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Happy holidays to everybody out there. And coming up next, Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator, joins the program. The Bears Coaches Show with special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. Brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, Athletico Physical Therapy, and the Village of Bedford Park. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. Here's the snap and placement for Eddie Pinedo from 46 yards. It is up, but it's good. Eddie gets points on the board as the Bears finally strike as the third quarter expires. This segment of the Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Old Spice. Never let a friend lose his swagger. Joining the program, special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. And uh, Eddie Pinero there with a field goal, the only points of the game. And I guess swagger could be uh, Eddie Pinero a little bit, right? He's, kick, he's kicking yeah. the ball well. Um, uh, we're real pleased with how he continues to, to progress. I mean, we're obviously... Of, now gone through this this next it was the last stretch of where the weather changed and how was he going to handle the winds and the cold and 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 all those things and i thought that uh he's done a good job he's learning to adapt and he's learning to hit you know a little different type of football at times if he has to drive it uh to to get it there so uh, hopefully here on uh obviously we'll be inside but uh like to see him finish strong. Yeah, he's uh, seven to seven over the last five games, but he really struck that ball. That thing exploded off his foot yesterday. It did. It jumped off, and uh, I, I could tell right on the sidelines that. I mean, that's that's how he's been hitting. We've been going down to the stadium, and and uh, he came up afterwards and and said, Coach, you know, really coming down the stadiums, it, it's paying dividends, and and I'm just I'm proud of the work that he's put in. Uh, and, and just want to keep seeing him grow. Yeah, Matt Nagy, uh, just moments ago, uh, before you got here, we, he was uh, doing his news conference uh, earlier today and uh, reiterated that, you know, yeah, he has strong belief in Eddie Pinero moving forward. I think so. I, developing kickers is, is not an easy task, and uh, he's, a, he's a guy that started off hot and then uh, hit a little slump there. And I think the the thing that I was impressed about, yes, we we hit a little lull, but he shot out of it quickly, and uh, I was I was proud of him on that. And I think that's that's part of of growing up and maturing. And uh, you know, right now, I think that he's kicking a confident ball and, and and striking it well. And when you say it's not easy to develop a young kicker, what are the biggest reasons why? When you deal with young kickers, you you start off with a guy that OTAs competing for a job, training camp competing for a job, preseason games, competing for a job. And then you go into the season and you say, okay, now you've just started. <laughs> you know, And the, the mental wear and tear that goes into that, I think that after a guy goes through a season and understands the ups and downs and, get, and then learning how to get into a routine, uh, that's all the part of the development that, that takes place. Some guys catch on a little bit faster, some guys don't. Uh, but I think you can see it throughout the league. There's been a lot of different kickers uh, at a lot of places. I think Tennessee is on maybe their sixth guy. I know it's a story here, uh, but I think it's a story everywhere. 
there is there's that balance between being patient and saying okay no we need to we need to move on you know when you're dealing with guys that are are missing are they in a rut or is this really really who they are i still like the idea though of growing your own you know when you get a young one so whether it's lutz in new orleans or butker in kansas city or you know rosas in new york i mean if these guys these guys appear to be anyway long-term guys if you can grow them that's how you that, that is the way to do it because you 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 begin you know them inside and out and I think that helps when you have to make an adjustment. If they hit a little lull, you know exactly what to do and, and where to go to to get it fixed. Maybe the most underrated story of Pinero's rookie year, essentially rookie year, uh, he was with the Raiders last preseason before his injury. At Soldier Field, he's had two misses uh, at field goals. Opposing kickers, 17-24 to 24 overall against the Bears this year. Well, Butker had one, so 18-25. to 25. Uh, but six misses at Soldier Field. He missed uh, an extra point yesterday. So six misses by opposing kickers. Again, underscoring just how difficult that place is. It's it's a tough place to kick. I mean, there's I, I, obviously the statistics show it. Um, and you know we've had the advantage of going down there, you know, every Wednesday, and having multiple different types of wins. Uh, obviously, it was it was really a pretty nice night last night yeah. for for December twenty second on the lake uh but when we went down on wednesday i think it was about 14 degrees with real feel of five and uh and he kicked well bears special teams coordinator chris Tabor, our guest here on the bears coaches show the bears coaches show with special teams coordinator chris Tabor and wbbm's jeff joniak continues this segment of the bears coaches show brought to you by cdw people to get it learn more at cdw.com we talked a lot about eddie pinero in our last break uh, last segment, rather, but out of the break, uh, you know, Eddie Pinier. I saw I met his dad in in London, and just a delightful uh, gentleman. Uh, very grateful uh, that his son is having this opportunity. And 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 you were just telling me in the break that uh, mom and brother first time seeing him playing NFL game. So you know, it put a nice little bow at least on the on the home on the home front for Eddie Pinero. But uh, hopefully, a, a big long career. And you know. Guys love it when the family comes to see them play because not everybody can actually get there. No, no question. And that was, uh, I think that was obviously special for for Eddie, but I know it was real special for his his mom and dad and his brother, and uh, for them to be able to get him see. Uh, I mean, he, he when he when he made that field goal, I mean, I mean he made it. Yeah, there was there was no <laughs> doubt about it. He didn't he didn't flirt with the pipes. I mean, it was right down the middle, and and uh, I know they were excited to see it. Uh, we got a chance to see Dave Tobe before the game. Obviously, it means a lot to you and it means a lot to uh, Chicago Bears fans. He was an excellent uh, individual here on the coaching staff. And uh, it's just always fun to, to, to see guys like that doing so well in the league and having his son Shane on staff. Uh, good to catch up. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, it's, you know, we, we laugh before the game, and then you don't even know that he's over there during the game. Uh, because you're just so in, enthralled with what you're trying to do with your guys, uh, but he is—he's such a class guy, and uh, you know he's, his units have always been really good. And we knew last night that that was going to be a, a big challenge, and and uh, we actually visited this morning a little bit about it and kind of some of the things uh, we were trying to do and what they were trying to do. And uh, you know, I, I told him that Hardman kid. I said it's a big statement, but. He runs well behind his pads and kind of has that lean, and it kind of reminds me. I saw him on some of his cuts, kind of looked like a little young 
Devin Hester, so to speak, and and Tobe cautioned me we better slow down on that. <laughs> Tap uh, the brakes. Yeah, but no, to be able to hold that guy to five yards, uh, you know, per per return, we were excited about that, and I know that they were excited about, you know, eliminating our guy in the in the kick return game so uh behind the scenes in in our world that 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 was a that was a good chess match and a good battle and uh always fun to see him how do you scout a friend and a guy that uh you know you worked with uh for many years and now you guys have both uh grew your branches so to speak and i mean how do you because you always have to be aware of the unknown as well and you know the mindset of the individual and he knows you yeah, it is. It's uh, that's kind of I think the other piece of the puzzle that that makes it fun. Uh, but uh, I know that uh, he he asked me today. He said I was waiting for a surprise onside, and I said, "Well, I was waiting for for this from from you guys." And we just kind of chuckled about it. Uh, but you just have to 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 go into it and and say, "Hey, we got a got player game. We got need to be aggressive and when we need to be." But uh, just try to play good football and, and, and see what happens yeah, from you, there. Just talking to you last week uh, on the side, you had me on high alert. I, I, I thought for sure they were going to go for a, a fake. It was fourth and short, I think. And I'm like, I'm looking up to see if Colquitt's throwing the ball <laughs> on the stats. You know, I was like, you never know. And uh, it's it, it, w- it was interesting because they, they really do have an outstanding group of personnel. And they, that speed translates to special teams, too. And, you know, we're not going to talk about the Chiefs because th- th- that's that's a whole other issue. But the speed has it increased this year on your unit because of the types of players? And do you want to see it? Con- it how valuable is that speed on special teams? Well, you can't coach it. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know you can coach a guy to maybe to get bigger and stronger in the weight room and, and those type of things. But speed, yeah, that that that's that's a tough one. I think that our front office has done a really nice job with regards to giving us guys and on our units, and I've uh, been real pleased. You know, obviously we've had some injuries, and and some of those guys are now in in starting roles and doing well, and really proud of them. Uh, but it also gives our other backups opportunities. Uh, a Josh Woods to play yeah. more, and he's a, and he's a guy that can run. You know, so a Ryan Nall that's now playing quite a bit, and, and uh, he's he's and he's playing well. So uh, my hat hats off to to our, to our front office at getting those type of players for us. Yeah, Woods is he's got five special teams tackles after one yesterday. Going into the game, Sherrick McManus was the leader with eight, and uh, obviously he's on IR. But it, you know, Cordell Patterson uh, left the game briefly, came back and, and made a, a nice down punt. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, it's especially now, he's he's good. Yeah, I mean he really is. He's and and Dave and I, Dave, we were talking about this morning actually, just how big he is and how violent that he plays on the outside and and uh, and what a matchup problem he is. So I'm like I've always said, I'm glad he's on our side. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Back on the Bears Coaches Show, our final segment of the year. So you have the final word there, Chris Tabor, special teams coordinator of the Bears as they get ready to meet the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. So Kevin Pierre-Lewis was on our post-game show, and he was very open about his mistake and that it ha- he, he brought it up. It happened in, in London, and how, how it could happen again. He goes, I, I have to be better. I know better than that. Again, Heat of the moment, but these are the kinds of focused things I think that Matt Nagy was referring to overall team-wide 
throughout the season at times and certainly yesterday. No question. And, and uh, KPL, you know, I as a coach, I take responsibility for that, you know, and got to do a better job to make sure that that doesn't happen. Obviously, mistakes like that uh, you don't want to have happen. Those are things that as we move forward have to continue to, to clean up and at the same time want to be able to also build on some of the positive things that have happened uh, this year. You know, obviously, I think that with the addition of of CP or the kick return game is is light years ahead of where it was yes. a year ago. You know, I think that Pat O'Donnell has done a nice job. Uh, you know, because we put some, for example, we put some pressure on Pat yesterday. You you know, and and the guys themselves. This is the AFC return specialist Pro Bowler. You know, and and we're still chasing some things out there. And and guys, we're gonna have in order for us to to accomplish a goal. We're going to have to go through the best, and uh, and the guys did that. And Patio was a a big cog in that wheel from the standpoint. I mean, hang time and, and the location and giving our guys a chance to get down there to make a play on a special player. He he did that. So uh, you know, there's there's other things that that you know. I think that the growth of Eddie has been a has been a positive. I think obviously with the story that it's been, uh, I think that's we talk less about it than probably people anticipated, Mm -hmm. I I, I, I would say. You know, the nice thing right now, uh, you know, we do miss Kwiatkowski and KPL because they're not four phasers anymore and and the Bronickers and the McManus and and those types of players. But what it's also done is it's given other guys, as I mentioned earlier, Woods, Nall, all those type of players opportunities to take advantage of getting game experience, and you can't beat that. All right, Chris, we're going to let you go. Appreciate it all season long. All the coordinators, Mark Helfrich uh, included, and defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano for taking the time to join the Bears Coach Show. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to you, and go get the Vikings as we wrap up. Chris, here's Gibson Restaurants Groups. wants to thank you for joining us on tonight's show. Your gift card to enjoy a meal at any of their Chicagoland locations. Thanks again. Thanks again, guys. That's going to do it for tonight's show. Thanks for listening all season long, everybody. For Bears head coach Matt Nagy, special teams coordinator Chris Tabor. For our producers, Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, Keith Johnson, and Andy Gersher, I'm Jeff Joniak. We'll bring you Bears-Vikings in the finale on Sunday, pregame at 9, kickoff at noon. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM. Good night, everybody.